what was happening this morning. I don't know if Alex, every every week you were gonna start changing here or, or what was provoking an, an atmosphere this morning. <laughs> and then some of you guys said, um, I know we just started, but something was something different was happening this morning. And, and and the Lord was preparing something for us this morning. Do you have it? Uh, Mark 16. Uh, 16, 16 through 18. Sometimes I get confused um, with the verses. Uh, but I hope that today I, I, I did like get the right... Um, uh, Bible verse do you guys allow me to to share a testimony not mine not my daughter's it's a testimony that I read and, and it goes with today and and I'm gonna add another 10 minutes to the testimony <laughs> he laughs my Christian understands me And, and it was powerful. And, and his name is uh, Raimundo Vasquez. He's um, a professor, but he is a professor of philosophy. What's philosophy, Esros? What? Nothing with the word, right? Nothing with the Bible, right? Okay. I just wanted to confirm uh, with those that go to college. Uh, the philosophy has nothing to do with the Bible. But they do know about Jesus. This professor, for years, he has taught philosophy. And for years, he has spoken about, about Jesus. And, and he's been against the faith and against a lot of things. But he has thought that Jesus was a marvelous just translating to English. I'm not, I'm not recording. Because I'm, 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 few days of having COVID, uh, the professor of philosophy, the first days, the, I, I, I thought I was dying. And, and it says, and I was on the phone with my family and I started saying goodbye to everyone. I knew that I was dying. I knew a lot were dying and that my time was coming and that's why I decided to say bye to my family in the first four days through the phone and, and he says this but sometimes of those times when I stayed asleep dream but I know it wasn't a dream it was a revelation in the midst of a dream I heard a voice that said many times you have spoken and teaching about that name but I want to tell you that there is power in the name of Jesus and now you're gonna teach in the name of Jesus there's a difference of knowing the name Jesus and teaching in the name of Jesus. And now he's at home. He always taught about Jesus, but not in the name of Jesus. There's Christians in church that know about God, but they yet have not had revelation of Jesus. Because if they would have had revelation from Jesus, 
like like they say in my um in my village we would have another attitude and we would have another revelation but today Raimundo Vasquez he's alive to tell his story and to teach a new generation in the name of Jesus if one day you heard me say in a discipleship that you can't leave this earth without accomplishing your purpose he had the knowledge but didn't have the revelation he had the knowledge but not the revelation many times we have the knowledge but we don't have the revelation and he figured out that there is life in the name of Jesus he figured out that there is life in the name of Jesus because now the revelation and the, the authority has been revealed to him and his name is Jesus Jesus when a little bit of faith is activated in your life great things can happen when a little bit of faith happens great things can happen when a little bit of faith happens great things happen when a little bit of faith happens great things can happen even the impossible I can say this morning that he finds himself in a place of his purpose and of his assignation and that's where I want to take you this morning our theme is in the name of Jesus but there is many that they can't they can't seem to find their place of purpose. They can't seem to treasure the place where God has called them to take to their place of assignation. Because they have the knowledge, but they have stayed stuck. They have stayed stuck with pending situations and with personal situations. And I and and I pray to God and, and I was saying God help me that that your people can understand in this word because the problem is not the husband or the wife and the children or the pastor or your leaders or pastora because the problem is not the church. You have personal situations that are pending and that's why you haven't been able to advance are you with me and I haven't even read Mark and I'm already in Exodus Mark 16 he who believes and is baptized will be saved but he who does not believe will be condemned and these signs will follow those who believe in my name they will cast out demons. They will speak with my new tongue. Tongues. They will take you ser serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will be no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will cover and they would take in their hands snakes and there was deadly things nothing would happen to them upon the death they'll put their hands and he, they would be healed this word is to close the bible and go home but believing it in my name they would rebuke enemies and if anything deadly would come upon them, would hurt them. And through and, and the sick, they'll lay hands and they would be healed. And they would be healed. If you create the atmosphere and, and he'll do it. 
the miracle happens. He's telling us, hey, there is power in his name. There's power in the name of Jesus. That's what we can stay quiet. We have to speak in the name of Jesus. Exodus 4, 24 to 26, and and it's going to be a few minutes. have it when you have it please say amen and and i'm not gonna uh be long but i want to stay keep um say something that's gonna um that you guys will take he's gonna when when i read the bible nothing activates but when pastor reads the bible something's activated has anyone thought like that like in any way and, and let's be honest me as well and in other times but every time that god reveals things to you um you learn and you grow but how is it that it happens in other situations and it never happens to me and i started telling you in the beginning because there is things that are keeping you stuck and keeping you in in a stuck situation and you need to take care of business this morning. You need to fix it this morning. So that something is activated when you speak the word. Okay, let's let's read Exodus 4. It it could be that that I, what I read right now you don't you may not understand. And you may say, "Man, what weird verses in the Bible there is." Are you ready? There's words that that I'm going to try to uh, make you understand. And it came to pass on the way, verse 24, And it came to pass on the way at the encampment, it's basically like a hotel in a way, that the Lord met him and sought to kill him. Who do you think he wanted to kill? Moses. You remember last week we saw that Moses um, <laughs> and he said remove your sandals because the place you're stepping on is holy you're <coughs> not holy enough to be here um, and then if you had read it you know that God keeps having a conversation with him. And God convinces him. And when he convinces him, what happens? Moses accepts and he, he says, okay, I'm going to obey. Take my family and I'm going to go where you have sent me. So this day, Moses um, um, came and all that is previous week he he came to the place where God wanted him, uh, where God wanted him to go, and 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 he encountered God, and he wanted he wanted to kill him. And I know what you're thinking, but let's read the rest. Then Sephora, the the helper, took a sharp stone, a sharp stone, like a knife. And cut off the foreskin of his son and cast it at Moses' feet and said, Surely you are a husband of, of blood to me. You have to move in the spirit in this because this is tremendous. So he let him go. Then she said, You are a husband of blood because of the circumcision. I know that you still don't understand and you are in the clouds right am i right i know some of you guys are are looking at me weird and, and are crunching your eyes because you're not understanding take a seat at the beginning i didn't understand that as well but when god starts bringing revelation he starts taking you where where, where he wants to take his people so moses he brought his whole family. He takes his son. 
the theologists think that the son was maybe 12 years and he was already big he was already big so Moses obediently after God convinced him in the desert after God after Moses uh, had put like a lot of excuses why he didn't want to go he he had put a lot of excuses like some of us do sometimes and we have done and don't say no and I'm not gonna ask for permission this time so then the leader that God has saved from the waters for those that know the story Moses was rescued from the waters that leader that Moses that was being rescued from the waters that was being uh, raised in a palace because he was raised by the daughter of the Pharaohs and was raised with the Egyptian culture and the best education at that time but now after everything had happened of how he killed the Egyptian and blah 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 and he ends up ends up in the desert I know I know Abby um, told told him uh, the story in the kids class if you didn't connect you have a problem and you have children and this it's gonna um, it's gonna get to you this morning everything was fine for Moses and many times that's what happens to us everything goes well in our life and all of a sudden because it's happened to us as pastors oh all of a sudden oh the church is well but all of a sudden oh there's a rebellious uh, spirit or a, a disobedient spirit don't say a, a, a amen loud but something happens and what was happening with Moses and Moses was being obedient and Moses is on his way and he goes to this place where where God tries to encounter him and he tries to kill him and, and, and thank you for asking why did God want to kill him if he have went to convince him in the desert and showed him his presence and now that he's being obedient he tries and wants to kill him in the line in the frontier before entering Egypt he didn't allow him to go in and and now you're saying what's going on many times when we think that we are advancing we think that there is things in our lives that maybe God already forgot about we think that because they are personal things that because they're personal things which we haven't resolved and we have them pending things in our lives things that maybe not many know but we know what happened we do know what happened Moses had the calling in the desert And I know that many of us had had a calling because if not, we wouldn't have been here. We wouldn't be here. When Moses is about to confront the imperial bigger back in the day in Egypt and the frontier and the line, ready to do what was assigned to him, ready to take the mission, prayer that from the um, slaves that were enslaved how is it that God now wants to kill him if it cost him to convince him to go to his people what happens is that Moses had personal issues pending issues he had personal situations that he had not yet resolved 
he thought that they were forgotten. And let me tell you exactly what I'm saying. He thought that because now he was doing the will of God, he didn't have to do the other um, commandments that God had in, uh, instated in his people. There is things that God had already forgiven, but there's things that you and I need to fix. There's things that God had already forgotten, but there's pending situations that you and I need to fix. Because it's those things that are not going to allow us to get to our purpose. It's those things that are not going to allow us that the things that have spoken upon our lives get activated. And you can say, well, if God has spoken to me and he has given me a prophetic word like 10 times and he has confirmed it 500 times through pastors, through prophetic and nothing happens. It's not maybe that you have a pending situation that you need to fix. That the problem is not the church. That the problem is not the family. That the problem is not pastor. The problem is a personal situation. A personal conflict. And I'll be honest with you this morning. There's people that have left this home, this church. And I'll be honest and I'm going to open my heart. And, and that you have felt that they have stabbed you in the heart. They haven't, maybe God didn't deal with, with them but I have. I, I, starting this year, I recently made a phone call, and, and I and I preached it, and I said, "There's situations and relationships where where you saved um, rest, but now it's time to restore those relationships." And I made some phone calls in the beginning of the year, and you know what? I establish again a relationship, a new relationship. I reestablished the relationship, and, and I wish them the best in the year, and I gave them word. And but what's tremendous is that I was telling Pastora, is that God guided me into that they needed a word, and, and that left me wow. That's why I was saying, sometimes we lose opportunities when we don't fix our situations. Only Pastora and I can understand certain situations that happened in the past. But you, God told me as a pastor, if God told me as a pastor to go fix something, I go fix it. So, so I made a, a, a phone call um, of a friendship of many years and and everything is gonna go but the eternal life you can't get there with a bitter heart or with anger or with a grudges it's tremendous what was going on with Moses I even was shocked and my mouth dropped When we don't fix those things, we're not going to be able to get to our designated place because those things are going to be in our in the way for our leadership, our ministry, for our business. It's going to be on the way for our home. It's going to be on the way for our family. It's going to get in the way. It's going to get in the way for our advance, advancement. Look, I see... And maybe Moses would have been Mexican. He he would have said, "Oh, if he went to convince me in the desert, in the in the midst of my um, he convinced me all the way over there, and, and he bring me here. And now he wants to kill me." But when I saw that. And, and I saw the, the Sephora, the, the wife, the helper. 
I saw the helper, Sephora. And I need to speak about Sephora. I have to speak about Sephora. I can't not speak of what Sephora does because when you see it, Sephora saves Moses' life. What does Sephora does? And I was reading there that he immediately, when, when God appears to the appearance of Moses, um, Sephora finds a rock. She finds a sharp rock. She takes it and immediately she practiced circumcised to her son. Sometimes, even when we try to hide something, when God has speaks us, He tries to reveal the things to us. Look, immediately, for those that don't know uh, what circumcision is, you can ask me after service. I'm not going to answer in details because it might cancel the program. <laughs> um, brothers, uh, they laugh, but... <laughs> but look immediately the, the moms know that have kids know what it is but she practiced the circumcision there and, and he was about to answer yes many times that you are maybe getting near to the place of purpose that you're getting near to the, the place of assignation and you say this is the place this is what God wants me to do this is what God wants me to do. But all of a sudden, God appears and he says, no, 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 no. Hold up. You have situations that you have not yet resolved. That's why I have not let you cross. Because he knows what Moses was going to do. Moses was going to fight against the big boys. He's fighting with the big boys now. He was going to fight. With the biggest imperial in, back in the day. He was... He was going to teach a cultural kingdom. But what kingdom or what cultural could he teach? Of kingdom could he teach? If he, as a Hebrew, as a... Um, Hebrew, he did, he did not circumcise his children. Are you understanding me this morning? He he didn't circumcise his his son, and that's why the the wife knew that. And, and, and the 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 spirit uh, wasn't moving yet, but but the wife has that sixth sense, and she moved in the spirit with the serpent. She moved. And immediately she grabs the kid and she practiced circumcision of that piece of meat. She 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 cuts him and throws that piece of meat. And you read it there in the Bible. And she throws it to Moses. She throws it to the feet of Moses. And and she said to him, you are my husband of blood. Because she knew that he had a culture. And that in the culture, there was practices. In the culture, there were practices. In the culture, there was practices. In the culture, there were commandments. God had given them commandments. But above everything this of, of the circumcision listen to what I was going to say it was um, a, an impact that he had made with Abraham the circumcision was an impact that he had made with Abraham so now look so now he he comes he comes, Moses comes, and he wants, and he wants to put hands, and he wants to a spiritual, he wants to go to a spiritual 
warfare with the Egyptians and who wants to lay hands of the things of God. And I don't know if anyone's understanding me. He comes and he's about to enter and he says, no, you're not going to enter. You're, you're going to. You're going to become the biggest leader of all history. You're about to become a hero of the children and the big. You're about to do something that's going to be in history and is going to bring faith to my people. There is people that understand ministry but don't understand vision. There's people who understand ministry but don't understand vision. Ministry and vision is two different things. Ministry, you practice it and you move in the ministry. But vision, you go beyond the ministry. So what does he do? He's about to enter. And you want him to enter. Moses was the one that wanted uh, needed to enter, not you and I. You and I have to fix our problems before entering the place of purpose. And I want to think that God told him, you can enter that place because the circumcision, the, the impact that it did with Abraham, it's a mark of belonging. It's a mark of belonging, of property. And he's saying the circumcision is the mark that the people belongs to me. And someone understanding me. The circumcision is a mark of property that God had put in an impact for all his generations. And he said, you cannot go teach culture of my kingdom if you are in disobedience in your personal things. Is someone understanding me? But what gets my attention is, Sister mentioned what, um, God wasn't going for the son. Pastora, he, he didn't go for, for the son. He went for the father. He went against the father. Because many times we question ourselves, oh, why is this happening? What, why is it happening to me? Or, or the, the problem is not your son and your daughter. The problem, you carry it. And that's why you are stuck. And that's why you can't advance because the problem is you. But in the midst of the walk and the process where we are going to, look what we've done in these times. We, we put a costume to things and, and we make it tolerable. Pastor, what are you trying to say? Thank you for asking. That many times we say, well, my character is strong. And it's that's why when I get mad, and, and when I get mad, I, I, I go and throw things in the kitchen and everywhere. Listen, is someone understanding? I am putting a costume on things and I'm going to making it tolerable I'm not even calling it by its name that's why I have a strong character and that's why when I get mad I grab things and start throwing things at home I throw the the um, containers I break glasses no call it by its name you are making it tolerable for you call it by its name because the problem that you have you have rage in your heart there is rage in your heart that it's causing anger and I don't want to go to the New Testament and all that and I'm going to stay here do we make another one? one more
many times? Oh yes. Yes, they can do things to me and, and I and I forgive them. But then um I'll have them hang on hanging on. Is someone understanding? I want to take you to the essential of what happens in our lives. There is personal things within us that is getting us stuck. Our personal life and our ministry. And that's why you can see that the things that God has spoken to your life. They start bringing life. They have stayed dead and dry. And my responsibility as a pastor is to take you to that point. To confront your heart. That you confront your situation and you say, Lord, I want to see the word that you spoke upon my life. I want to see that you have that that you will take me to the nations. And that's why it, it may seem it may seem that the airplane's going to the nations, but then the Lord no, the Lord says no. Return and come back and fix that and fix that. Moses didn't fix his personal um, problems. How do you call that? That there is rage, there is anger, there's bitterness in your heart. If, as a pastor, I was telling you a few seconds about relationships that were broken in the ministry. And that we have gone through things. And, and if I let that. Oh, like if I let that in. And if I start speaking about them. I, I'm, I'm, I'm saving rage in my heart. And, and the only way of, of fixing is confronting it. And and many, I've had shared it with many of us. And, and, and they have made me faces. And, and after what they've done to you, Pastor. You are not you're not God to judge me. When God starts judging, like the encounter of Moses, what what makes you think that God's not gonna consume you? Huh? The thing is that the problem is that sometimes it doesn't consume us. The problem is that it doesn't consume us. The problem is that it doesn't consume us. That, that we are struggling all the time that we are struggling the whole time in our lives the problem is and I've shared it to many of you when I've ministered the problem is that God leaves us in the pain until we understand the situation Impacts me and it surprises me. Surprises me the 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 action that Sephora takes. And she knew what was going on, and she acted with all wisdom to save her husband's life. We could be a flesh. She could have said, "Oh." We, Sephora, Sephora could have said, oh, we can move in the flesh, but, but at this hour, I'm going to move in another dimension. God had done an impact with Abraham, who um, came from generation from generation. And, and listen to what I'm going to say, and with this, I'm going to close. Sometimes we think that we're being obedient. Sometimes we think that we're being obedient because we are doing what God has sent us to do. And I include myself in there. Because we are doing what God has sent me to do. But we let's but let's not think that because God called us that God is not gonna deal with us and the problems that we have pending. Moses was called to bring cultural kingdom 
God told them, Sister Kathy, you can't go and preach authority. You can't go and practice authority when you have personal problems to fix. You have not circumcised your son and you want to set free my people? Because the circumcision, it was it was also going to liberate his son and to put him and present him as a property of God. I think Moses thought, oh, well, if I'm being obedient to God. If I'm being obedient to God, I don't have to expose the pain of my son, the shame of the circumcision, because he had 12 years of age already. And, and the time where, where where I imagined that kid of, uh, of 12 years of age, that he was like, throwing throwing himself in the ground because he was in so much pain but I'm speaking out of, of like as a father yeah he could have like harmed the, the child but he didn't because he wanted Moses to take responsibility and do what he had to do and his responsibility was to bring his son mark him as property of God. And I told you with this I was going to close. Maybe many times like Moses. We, we may think listen well. Like Moses we can think well. If it was a piece of meat only. A piece of skin. Oh if it's a, a piece of skin only. Yes. But behind the piece of skin, many times, there's a rebellious heart hiding behind that. Many times, behind the piece of skin, there's a rebellious heart hiding, hidden. That's what was going on with Moses. Because he could think, and we can think one way and say, well, it was only a piece of skin. Why, why, is, why would I do it? For us it could be a piece of skin But for God it's an um, impact For Him It's a beginning With His people For Him It was a principle fundamental To go do something important have good intentions how many of us have want to have the good intentions yeah he was having the greatest intentions because we're thinking that he was being obedient that he was being uh, he was doing what God was sending him to do of course but the, the principle fundamental in our life is God does not bless good intentions. God does not bless good intentions. God does not bless good intentions. God blesses obedience. God blesses obedience. God blesses obedience. God blesses obedience. Your obedience and my obedience. If you are standing in the in the frontier and in the in the place where you're about to enter, it's important that you resolve your problems. It doesn't. It, it's not about the piece of skin or the circumcision. It's about his character and his attitude. something when, when your child rebels against you don't don't you like dislike their attitude or their behavior
doesn't doesn't uh, their attitude bother us when they answer back? Yes or no? It isn't many times you feel like throwing them something, or when, or or when they. Or when they um, do something wrong, you like swing your hand and you say, Oh, you're lucky you're not near me. Now imagine if you and I as a parent, we feel that way with the, with the actions of our children. How do you think God feels with our actions? With our attitudes? How do you think God feels with our actions and attitudes? The problem is that sometimes we... We want to cover things to make it tolerable. To make it a little bit tolerable. And, and, and I told you this. But it's not about... It's, it's not about the piece of skin. It's about the attitude. Our attitude... And what I've told you before is that he, he wants to see the attitude of, of his people. He saw Sephora's attitude and he left Moses. It wasn't Sephora's responsibility, it was Moses. The, responsi the responsibility, it was Moses because he was in the midst of his people and his descendants was there. Sephora was in the desert. The responsibility it was him as a father it was his as a father but the problem is when we take our children and we say oh yes my dear oh you're 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 perfect what you're doing it's okay that you don't connect yourself to the classes oh i know the stress you're going through oh i know my son Let's go to McDonald's instead. Don't connect. What am I doing there? I am educating my children there. I am letting them know that everything is fine to do whatever he's doing. And then later you're going to see their the results in their qualifications and, and their grades. And who's the bad father? No, the system? The teachers? Yes, I know there's a lot of a lot of parents who are desperate that the ch that their children go back to school because now you're realizing that the problem wasn't the teacher that the problem wasn't the school the problem is you the problem is us but like sometimes we want to be tolerable we want to tolerate we 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 put we cover it and god is telling you i want to take you i want to give life to the word that i've spoken upon your life but i need you to fix it but i need you to fix it and it's there that the name of jesus starts to take power and authority when you start fixing things what we think that we're hiding or that we're doing be, um, behind people's back where people is not, is not watching God is saying son you gotta fix it that's why that that's the reason why my word is not becoming life in your and you and, and, and when you start my name has not been revealed I can go on and on on this but you can get on your feet now are you understanding what what I read now I know there's many of us that need to fix things. I know there's many of us that need to fix something in our lives. I 
know that there's many of us that, that this year we're going to accelerate um, the marriage. Ouch. I'm being honest. I'm your pastor and I have the responsibility to push you because I want to see you in heaven. Stop putting a costume and, and, and stop saying, oh, yeah, we're fine. No, put your batteries on. I want to see you in heaven. That's why you need to fix it. That's why you need to fix it. I'm trying to fix my stuff too. Before, uh, it would bug me that my wife would do this, that. But little by little, God, God, but God has been dealing with me and, te and telling me, you got to fix your stuff. The father... It, it cost him his son's life. What do you think? That he's simply that he's simply gonna say, "Oh yeah, my son, here's here's heaven for you." Yeah, here have it. Oh yeah. No. Heaven is a work. The scripture says that heaven only the the man and women of valor will take it. It's only for those who are That's why you have to confront your heart That's why you have to fix your situation And your problems Whatever you're hiding in your heart you ha It has to come out It has to come out Because if not It's gonna come out in the worst time It's gonna come out in the worst time When you, when you don't imagine it and it's going to be more humiliating. Come on, close your eyes where you are. I know you need to fix stuff. I know you need to fix stuff. I know God is confronting your heart. In the name of Jesus.